Welcome to McCullough Christian Center's broadcast today. If you would like more information about our church, please visit our website at www.purposemcc.com. I feel like we need a we need a little word this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. Brother Jack, I love you. Brother Jack always clean, ain't he? Amen. Come on, give Brother Jack a hand clap. He's one of our board members. Amen. Let's give our board members a hand clap. Amen. We love them, man. They do so much for this church. Amen. They keep this church up, man. They keep us advised, and, and they, they really help pastor. Amen. God's good, ain't he? God's good, ain't he? Amen. I'm so blessed, church, and honored to be able to minister the word of God this morning. Now, to tell you that I got here easily would be a fib because it's been a weekend. Amen. Uh, things has been kind of crazy this weekend. But how many knows that in the craziness, Jesus will make an intervention? Come on, I said, how many knows in the craziness, Jesus will make an intervention? I don't think y'all. How many knows that when things are looking bad, Jesus will intervene? Come on, somebody. Not only does he intervene a little bit, but he intervenes with power. Hallelujah. I praise God that my God don't just talk the talk, but he walks the walk. Amen. I praise God that my Lord, oh, I feel like preaching this morning at Cola Christian Center. I praise God that Jesus don't just talk. Amen. When he comes, he performs actions. Amen. So it's been a weekend, and uh, I, I don't know how my wife even dealt with me. Amen. So last Sunday we left, was it last Sunday? No, Thursday. Thursday. Well, last Sunday we left church. Everything was great or whatever. We went through the week. Thursday rolls around, and if you know Brother Pat, I love weenie dogs. All right? I got a little weenie dog myself, and him and Trevin is tied like like that, and uh, I love this little weenie dog. Well, I, I didn't want to take him to the cleaners to stay or whatever because, you know, I don't know if you, and there's nothing wrong with that, amen, but I don't know if you're like me. I, I kind of want to run a little bit and, and, and be hyper, amen, if I was a little weenie dog, amen. You're like, Brother Pat, what <laughs> if he was a weenie dog? <laughs> Look, this is my personality, okay? All right, well, we took the weenie dog down to meet my mom and dad. Well, we gave weenie to them, and everything was okay, but when we got ready to leave, we left. Everything seemed fine. We got back home. I went to pull my keys out my pocket. Now, listen, if you're a man in here, you know you do this, okay? Wait a minute. Where's my wallet? Anybody ever been there before? Where's my wallet? My wife said, on the side of the interstate. <laughs> What? On the side of the interstate, I put my wallet on top of the car. My wallet flies on the side of the interstate. So right now I'm flying under the radar, amen. You don't know if I'm Pastor Pat or Pastor who knows, amen. I'm here, amen. So I didn't. So we're getting ready to go to Atlanta. I don't have a wallet. I don't have a debit card. I don't have a driver's license. I don't have a social security card. So they don't even know if I'm a citizen of the United States, amen. All I got... Is these. These are the only thing that I have with my identification on. The Lord spoke to me through this. He said, son, you don't need 
an ID driver's license. You don't need a social security card. You don't need a debit card. Son, as long as you're a soldier, I can identify you. Come on, I'm here to talk to somebody this morning. As long as you're a soldier in the army of the Lord, you can be identified. Hallelujah. When your name is written in the Lamb's book of life, you become enlisted in the army of God. Hallelujah. Do I got any soldiers in the house of God today? You can be identified simply because you're a soldier. Brother Ronnie, I don't even care if people know me. I just want the demons to know me. Come on somebody. How many knows that? I don't care if people know me. I just want the devils to know who I am. Hallelujah. If the demons know who you are and you know who you are, there's no force. Listen, Jesus said, Peter, I built my church upon this rock and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. If you're a soldier, the gates of hell can't come at you. They're scared of you. Identity. Amen? Pastor said, know who you are. Listen to me. I want everybody in this house today to say this with me. Say, I am a blood-bought, Holy Ghost-filled, Jesus-covered child of God. Come on, that ought to make you shout right there. Amen? I said, I'm a blood-bought, Holy Ghost-filled, Jesus-covered, water-baptized, fire-filled, child of God. And devil, I want you to know it. Amen? Ooh. I always do this where I start preaching and I ain't even got to my message yet. Amen? I feel God is good. Amen? So I lost my wallet riding down the road. We're going to Atlanta. We get to Atlanta. We get to the Brave Stadium. I go to sit down and psh, something wet in my pants. Brother Pat done set in barbecue sauce. I got on some brand new, Trey, you know what I'm talking about. You get them new designer jean shorts, and you're like, man, I'm feeling fresh. All of a sudden, bam, you walking around in Atlanta Braves Park, you just got barbecue sauce all over you. <laughs> bro, are you good, bro? Like, did you eat too much Chick-fil-A? Amen. I know that's what they were thinking. Amen. I'm just walking around trying to pull my, my jersey was too little. So I'm walking around like this trying to cover it up. Amen. But in the midst of all that, right, the devil was just trying to discourage me. Because I didn't know that I was going to be preaching this morning. But the devil did. Come on, somebody. I didn't know I was going to be bringing the word this morning, but the devil did. Amen. The devil knows, amen, the word of God. And the word of God says, he that I have started a good work in you, I am sure to complete it. Amen. I'm here to talk to some mamas this morning. You've raised your children up in the admonition of the Lord. The devil might be playing with them, but he can't have them. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. For I, the Lord God said, who have started a good work in you is sure to complete it. That's how good he is. So I wake up Saturday morning after the game. And at the game, this is, this is even crazier. At the game, I'm sitting beside this man. And me and him, we just kicking it, talking. And I looked. I was like, okay, he don't have no alcohol, all right? And he wasn't cussing. I was like, well, this is unusual. We're at the Atlanta Braves game. I thought I'd be the only one here not drinking and, and not cussing, amen. 
Well, I'm sitting there talking, and about that time they in the fifth inning, they get ready to do the soldier of the game. Soldier starts coming, walking out. And I'm looking at the jumbotron. I'm like, man, that is awesome. All of a sudden, I hear them say, everyone, please pay your attention to the jumbotron. First Sergeant Rudkowski. I looked at my wife, and y'all, memories just started hitting. I said, baby, that was my drill, Sergeant. <laughs> so what's the odds that I go to this one Atlanta Braves game and all the soldiers in the United States Army, amen, the night that I go, my drill sergeant's the soldier of the, of the thing. So I looked at my wife. I said, baby, I got to get to him. I ain't got to get to him because he's my drill sergeant. I got to get to him because he's got to see this new man. Amen. The last time he seen Patrick, Patrick was cussing. Patrick was, was complaining. Patrick was down and filled with anger and ready to go kill somebody. Amen. I got to get down there, honey. This man's got to see who I am today. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. There's some people in your life. God's going to bring you around. And they got to see who you are. Listen to me. Do not be ashamed of who you are in Christ come on now do not be ashamed of who you are so what if you don't dress like you used to so what if you can't dance as good amen I used to be a dancer I lost every bit of rhythm amen except for the Holy Ghost rhythm when I got saved hallelujah I used to know every Gucci Mane song. Amen. Some of y'all are like, who is Gucci Mane? I used to know every Gucci Mane song that there was. Gucci Mane, come on now, and I just can't even understand what he's saying. Amen. I don't even know what, he, what the words is. Amen. Hallelujah. So that happens, and I go down there, and I say, Josar. And I, he's sitting there, and he's looking at me crazy. I'm over there like this. He's a combat veteran. He's probably thinking, I'm about to go get this guy. I'm sitting there, I'm like, drill sergeant, drill sergeant. And I'm in, mind you, I'm in the Delta Pass where only people with player passes or VIP is supposed to be. Look, I ran to the Delta people, and I said, that's my drill sergeant. I just kept on running. I didn't know if security was coming behind me or what. Amen? If we'd get like that about Jesus, boy, couldn't nothing stop us. Come on. The devil says, pass is only. Man, I, I got to get to him. Amen? So I said, drill sergeant, drill sergeant. It's, it's Stanley, it's Stanley. He said, and, and I got out as an E4 specialist, amen, but to, to drill sergeants, they're always your drill sergeants. You're always their privates. That's how it works, amen. I looked, I said, drill sergeant. He said, private, what are you doing here? I said, drill sergeant, I don't know. And look, you're never supposed to even, like, come up to a drill sergeant and hug them or anything like that, but... The, the Lord just filled me with so much love, amen. I don't even know if I could pass basic training at this point in my life because I'd be trying to hug everybody. Like, come here, man, I love you. Do push-ups, I love you. Amen. So I ran up to him and I hugged him. I said, like, Jerusalem, I love you. He was like, what happened to you? <laughs> like, the last time I saw you, you was a train killer. Now you love me? <laughs> amen. And he looked at me and he said, Private, you look good. I said, Jerusalem. I got in a bad little area when I first got out. Amen. How many has ever been just depressed? You just feel like you ain't got no worth. Amen. You feel like everything's been taken from you. Amen. I told him that. And I said, Drew Sorry. But things turned around. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. I want to encourage somebody today. Things are going to turn around. Hallelujah. Because my God is the God of the turnaround. Amen. Why do you think the world goes in a circle? Amen. Because God's saying, I'm going to turn it. Amen. And the devil can't stop the turnaround. Hallelujah. The process. 
glory. So that happens, and I go back up to my seats. I'm telling them all, hey, that was my drawer somewhere. Look, I got a picture. Dude, the dude sitting under us, he was like, hey, man. He's like, do you lie a lot or something? I was like, why do you say that? He said, because you just keep saying I promise. <laughs> I'm like, no, man, I just promise. I said, man, I can't lie, man. He said, why? I said, because. I'm a youth pastor at this church, and they got some discernment, man. If I started lying, <laughs> they'd call me out. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. I praise God I go to a church with some discernment. Glory be to Ain't got to worry about no false prophets getting up here. Hallelujah. Brother John be back there with the sword, <laughs> ready to get them. Amen. So I told him that, and. I sit back down to this nice guy I've been talking to that ain't drinking, ain't cussing. And he pulls out this notebook piece of paper, and I'm like, what is going on? He says, hey. I said, what's up? He said, I'm a worship pastor. I was like, whoa, glory. What I got to tell you today is uh, in the midst of the whole world, God will sit you beside another soldier. And the Lord said, when two or more are gathered in my, come on, I feel the Holy Ghost, gathered in my name, there I am in the midst, uh, hallelujah, in the midst of the Atlanta Braves, uh, I hear the Lord being lifted up. In the midst of 45,000 people, there's two warriors that could shake this whole stadium at the sound of one name. Come on, listen to me, church. I'm telling you, there's power. There's power in the name of Jesus. It started raining. We done paid $100 to see this game. I said, brother, we can't get rained out tonight. Let's start praying. I started praying. He started smiling and saying, Yes, Jesus. It rained for a little while, but I praise God that the rain even had to shift. Amen. Even the rain had to obey the name of the Lord. You're going through something. Just say Jesus. You're feeling unmotivated. Just say Jesus. Amen. You're feeling like you're down and bad. Just say Jesus. You got a sin that you can't shake. Just say Jesus. There's power. There's power in the name of Jesus. So that happens. And we go back home. I'm sleeping and I'm on Trevin. Trevin's snoring in my ear. I can't sleep. Man, boy, you sure got some hunkers on you. He just smiles in his sleep, just like, like that. I wake up, I go get some breakfast, I come back, I grab my phone. Ding! Pastor Cornelius. Oh, oh God. He's been filling me in the spirit. I've been complaining about my wallet. He's about to, he about to get me. Hey, son, you got a word for tomorrow? I said, yeah, I'm a winner. Come on, somebody. It looks rough, but the promise is still on your life. I feel like I got no identity, but the word of God says you've been called to preach. You've been called to sing. You've been called to jump. You've been called to intercede. You've been called, and even without a driver's license, the calling still stands. 
Amen. So say, yes, Pops. I got a word. I didn't have the word that I thought I had at that time, but I just was so excited. I was like, I got a word. If I ain't got no other word, I got John 3.16, amen. If I ain't got nothing else, I'll pull John 3.16 out my back pocket, and I'll throw it at every devil from this side of Alabama to the other side of China, amen. Because when the word of God hits them, they can't deny it. I don't serve a Quran. I don't serve a Hindu word. I serve a word that is living. My God said, I'm the God of the living. He's the God of the living. What does it mean when they're living? It means things start to move. If I'm living, I'm breathing. The word of God is breathing. Breathing. Where are you at, God? In Matthew 28, he said, go baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. He said, and lo, I will be with you always. That's breathing. Amen. That word is breathing. So that happens, and we're on the way home. Anybody got like a rag or something? (laughs) Every time I start preaching, I start sweating. He ain't never going to want this rag back. Glory. Oh, Lord Jesus. Oh, Lord. I got a big old CRP. Every time I'm preaching, I'm going to be looking at it like, ah, let's, let's say this, okay. Amen. So on my way home, I said, Lord, what would you have me to preach? And he gave me two words. Take back and intervention. Amen. If you got your Bibles, I want you to turn with me to the book of John, chapter 10, verses 8 through 10. And I really want you to take this word to heart. Amen. I really want you to, to, to take this word and let it, let it just purify your heart. I, I pray that it humbles us. And, and I pray that it reminds us, amen. I praise God that the word of God not only convicts us of our sin, but it encourages us, amen, of our downfalls. So John chapter 10, verse 8 through 10, and if you're there, let me hear you say amen. 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 All right. John chapter 10, verses 8 through 10, and it says this. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Verse 10. The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. I'm going to read that last part again. I am come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Come on, give God a hand clap of praise. That's Jesus talking, amen. Let's bow our heads. 
Dear Heavenly Father, God, I ask you right now, God, that your word, Father, moves, God, like, like the two-edged sword that it is, God. God, let it cut, God. Let it cut our hearts, God, so that your anointing can flow in there, God. And, God, I pray that you cover us with your veil, Lord Jesus. In your holy name I pray, amen and amen. Amen. You may have your seat. So, when I got the word intervention... Amen. I begin to look up what intervention meant. When I look up intervention, it gave me a bunch of different definitions. But the one thing that caught my mind out of everything of intervention was it is a branch off word of intervene. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say intervene. So I looked up the word intervene. Intervene means which means to step in and alter, say alter, the results of a current, where's Sister Sandy? Process. Come on now. She didn't know what I was preaching on this morning. Intervene means the steps and means to step in and alter the results of a current process. Listen, when I heard the word alter, we spell alter as in stepping in, A-L-T-E-R, amen. But when I heard that word, I heard the Holy Spirit saying alter, A-L-T-A-R, amen. The altar is where we step in and we change the results of a current process hallelujah because I no longer have to sacrifice an animal amen all I got to do is give a little bit of my worship give a little bit of my praise and whatever I'm going through the results can be changed listen to me Elijah told the prophets of Baal this he told him he said you pray right he said, I want you to pray to your God, prophets of Baal. You pray to your God. This is a true story, amen. You pray to your God, hallelujah, and we're going to see how your God answers. Glory be to God. He said, now when we see how your God answers, I'm going to pray to my God. <laughs> I'm going to pray to my God, and we're going to see how my God answers. Amen. The prophets of Baal got down there. They begin to pray to Baal. Amen. What they don't understand is Baal is long gone. Hallelujah. Baal ain't nowhere to be found. They pray into air. Amen. They begin to sacrifice their babies. They begin to just start to cut themselves. Amen. The Bible says nothing happened. Nothing. Elijah, listen to me. Elijah, standing in a battle with people that want his head, challenges the enemy. The devil wants your head. He wants you to lay down and not challenge him. But when you challenge the enemy... And you say, listen here, devil, throw everything you got. I'm going to pray to my God, amen. 
Elijah, he got down there. He dug a trench. Hallelujah. He started digging that trench. Come on, somebody. You feel like you're in the trenches this morning. Amen. I praise God for the trenches because the trenches is a hole. And where there's a hole, the oil of God can fill that hole. Amen. He started filling that, building that trench. Amen. Then he got him and he built, so he built an altar. Hallelujah. He started building that altar. He grabbed some water. Amen. He started pouring that water on that altar. And as the prophets of Baal are standing there and they're praying to the prophet of Baal. Hallelujah. All of a sudden, they look in the corner of their eye and they see a fire. Come on, somebody. They see a fire. And I'm pretty sure they started looking at that fire, Pastor Judy, and they said, what is this? And before they could get those words out of their mouth, the fire started to grow. Listen to me. I'm here to tell some people that discouraged this morning, let your fire scare the enemy. Let your fire scare the enemy. The fire grew and grew and grew. Listen to me. What happened right here is in the middle of a battle with the enemy, there was an intervention. Hallelujah. Listen to me. In your battle, you got to pray until you encounter the intervention. Amen. Listen to me. You don't know when the intervention's coming. Hallelujah. We don't know when he's coming, but we do know that it's coming. Hallelujah. Listen to me, man. He said that he will be there. Look, Mary and Martha said, Jesus, where you at? It's been four days. Lazarus has been dead for days. Some of y'all been going through the same battle for two years, three years, four years, five years. You're asking yourself, where is Jesus? Listen to me. He didn't promise us that he would show up when we want him to show up. Amen. But he did promise us this. He said, come unto me, all ye that are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. In John chapter 10, he said, I am the door. Hallelujah. He said, the sheep that hear my voice, amen, come unto the door. And they go in and they go out. But when they come through me, come on somebody. I don't know if you're getting this. When the sheep come through Jesus amen it said that they find pasture you're in a battle in need of an intervention some of you are in a battle because you've opened another door come on somebody if you had the power to open the door you got the power to shut that door. Listen to me. When God opens a door, no man can open or shut it. But when man opens a door, come on somebody, when you open a door to sin, you have the power to shut that door. But the only way you're going to shut the other door is by going through the one true door. Amen. Uh, there's no pasture in that door. There's no pasture where you're at. There's no pasture in that sin. In that door is the valley of the shadows of death. But when I take a step over here, here and I look at this door I see the thieves I see the robbers when I see this door I look through it and I see pasture 
He leadeth me beside still waters. He maketh me lay down in green pastures. He restoreth my soul. When one encounters Jesus, they encounter his blood. When one experiences an intervention of Jesus, they experience his blood. Listen to me. A lot of people ask me all the time, Brother Pat, why do you preach out of the gospel so much? Listen to me. Because when I preach out of the gospel, I'll get reminded of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. The word of God says you're an overcomer by the blood of the lamb and the word of your testimony. I wasn't saved by my own doings. I was saved by Jesus. Amen. So when I preach about Jesus, I'm reminded of my testimony. Hallelujah. When you're reminded of your testimony you can pull your receipt out of your back pocket and when the devil tries to accuse you and condemn you you pull that receipt out and you say look here devil I've been paid for by the blood of the lamb intervention intervention and intervention usually takes place when someone is addicted to something. My mom and dad tried to do an intervention on me. I was addicted to drugs. They tried to do an intervention with me. They set me down. Son, you got this problem. Son, you got this issue. Son, we can send you to a rehab. Son, just come to church with us. Son, just do this. Son, just do that. You know why I could never experience peace? Because every time an intervention came, I denied the fact that I had a problem. <sighs> Come on, somebody. Do you know why you don't get the breakthrough? You deny the fact that you have a problem. Do you know why the intervention isn't working? Because you're denying the fact that you have a problem. Listen to me. 99% of the people that would have an intervention done would deny the fact that they had a problem. Amen. They could be the worst heroin addicts on the face of this earth, but they were denying the fact that they had a heroin addiction. Amen. Hallelujah. But how many knows that the 1% that would admit the fact, you know what? Maybe I do got a little problem. Amen. Maybe I do got a little help. Amen. Listen to me. I'm coming to tell somebody today. We were once all sinners, but it is through the blood of Jesus Christ in which we are saved. Hallelujah. I don't know what your issue is this morning, but there's intervention at this altar. Hallelujah. And if you will admit the fact that you know what? Maybe I do got a problem. Maybe I do got a battle. And if I stay at this seat, I'm never going to get intervention. But if I come up out of this grave, I know if I walk through the tomb door, come on somebody, at the tomb door says a sign, and it says Enra, king of the Jews, king of the Jews, hallelujah, Paul said it's not only for the Jews, but also the Gentiles, I praise God, Jesus not only came to save the Jews, but you too.
do I need Jesus? Because there's a problem. The biggest killer on this earth is not cancer. It's not COVID. It's not diabetes. It's not cholesterol problems. The biggest killer on this earth is the lie that you can live how you want and still see the kingdom of God. I've come to tell some people today that the Bible says the prayers of a righteous man availeth much. No, I'm not here telling you you got some problems and they can't be fixed. I'm telling you today, if you do got a problem, there's intervention for it. There's grace for it. There's grace for it. There's grace for it. Grace. He said, by grace, ye are saved. By grace. Brother Pat, I'm already saved. Brother Pat, I'm already saved. Blessed is the man who wants more. There was ten virgins. How many knows this story? Ten virgins. Five had oil in their lamps. Five didn't. They were all virgins. Right? We're all people. We're all Christians. We're all children of God. But the thing that set these five virgins apart from these five virgins was these five virgins had the oil. These five virgins didn't. Listen to me. The ones with the oil had oil, and when they cut that lamp on, they could walk through, and they could see the bridegroom as he started to come, and they could get to him. Amen? So when the time came for the bridegroom to come, the ones with oil in their lamps was able to light their lamps up, amen, and see the bridegroom. Come on, am I preaching to somebody this morning? Hallelujah. They were able to see the bridegroom, amen. But the ones that didn't have oil in their lamps, right at the last minute, they said, hold on, let me run to the market real quick, hallelujah. But what they didn't understand is at that time, it was too late, hallelujah. I've come to tell the church today it is important that you get as much oil in your lamp as you possibly can because I'm telling you uh, brother Tyler I don't know when the bridegroom's coming but this I do know the Bible says like a thief in the night the son of man shall bust through the clouds and it says that those who remain shall be quickly changed If I believe that those that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved, I must believe that Jesus is coming back to rapture the ones he loves. Amen? In that time, the virgins experienced an intervention. They've been sitting there and waiting. But in the moment of their waiting, oil began to fill their, they had oil in their lamps, and an intervention came. The bridegroom came, and they were finally able to meet the one that they seen. Amen? Olive oil. I want to tell you this. 
I started, I got, I got on this oil thing, Pastor. And I was like, why is oil so important? Anybody ever asked that question before? Come on, anybody. Why is oil so important? Well, I started doing my research on olive oil. Olive oil is formed of triglycerols, which is the major energy reserve. The major energy reserve for plants and animals. I said, okay. Lord, do I got triglycerols in me? <laughs> I said, no, son. You got the holy oil. Listen to me. I said, God, what is the holy oil? I heard the Holy Spirit say this. Holy oil is formed of the word of God and the blood of Jesus. This is the major energy reserve for all Christians. Your soul is only running off of oil, amen. It's running off of the word and it's running off of the blood. And I'm telling you right now, the blood of Jesus is never ending. It don't stop, hallelujah. It's not contained to one person. It's not contained to two people. The blood of Jesus is for you. Holy oil. Fill my cup. Fill my cup and let it run over. And when it runs over, God, let it run over and run over and run over. In the oil is revelation. In the oil is redemption. Pastor said the other week, the children of Israel perished. Listen to me. They perished because they had no revelation. They got the redemption, but there was no revelation. Listen to me. If you don't constantly get revelation or hear from God, eventually the devil's going to tell you that he ain't speaking to you no more. Amen. And next thing you know, you're going to be sitting in a desert place of God. Where are you? When you feel like God's left you, you feel like your faith has left you. Come on. Anybody ever been there? God, where are you? But I heard the Holy Spirit say, if you just ask for more oil, come on, if you just ask for a little more oil, I'll pour that oil on you. And son, I'll give you all the revelation you want. Hallelujah. Son, you feeling weak? Child, you feeling down? Child, you feeling discouraged? Ask for a little more oil. Hallelujah. Listen to me. There's one thing that the Lord won't intervene on, and that is an addiction for Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. When you're addicted to the Lord, he'll give you as much of him as you want, and that'll be the best high you ever experience. I ain't never smoked no marijuana that felt like the Holy Ghost. I ain't never snorted no cocaine that felt like the Holy Ghost. I ain't never took a Xanax that made me sleep like the Holy Ghost. I'm here to tell you today, you want an intervention? Get intervented by the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost. When the Holy Ghost intervenes, action takes place. Listen to me. When they start a movie, they say, lights, camera, action. Huh. 
when Jesus comes and intervenes, oh, come on, somebody. Lights. He said he's recording everything that we do. One day we'll take account for it. Camera. Come on, somebody. The little red dot that says record, that's the blood of Jesus. Action. Hallelujah. And from this day forward, my movie ain't no horror story. Come on, somebody. Oh, I wish somebody would shout on that one. My movie ain't no longer a horror film. But now, my movie ain't no science fiction. My movie is non-fiction. That means it's full of the truth. And the truth is, I met the Son of God and everything changed. You want your life to change? Get intervened by Jesus. You want your finances to be whole? Get intervened by Jesus. Listen to me, men. There's going to be no better feeling than standing in heaven and you look to your right and you look to your left. And there's your wife. There's your kids. There's your family in heaven. All because daddy got on his knees and prayed. Daddy, you're the leader of the house. You're a member of Gideon's army. In Judges chapter 7, the Midianites took over land that belonged to Israel. They were outnumbered, pretty much outarmed. Gideon had 300 men. (laughs) Whole Brave Stadium and two people can change the atmosphere. Listen to me. Gideon had 300 men. (laughs) The Lord spoke to Gideon. Told him, get your 300 men. Get on the outside of that camp. Oh, I'm about to preach this one right here, Sister Janet. Get on the outside of that camp. Listen to me. Gideon started creeping on in. Listen to me. Some of y'all, your faith is in that camp and the enemy's got it. Come on, somebody. Some of y'all, your healing is in the enemy's camp. Amen. Some of y'all's breakthrough is in the enemy's camp. Amen. Hallelujah. Listen to me. Gideon went to the enemy's camp. He snuck in and he began to listen. Two of the Midianites started talking. How many believe the demons is talking? Come on now. Is that, that, that can't be too spiritual. If there's angels, there's demons. Amen. If there's a God, there's a devil. Hallelujah. If there's light, there's darkness. Amen. Listen to me. The enemy began to talk. Brother Detroit and one of them said, hey, I had a dream. And in this dream... The mighty Gideon and his army, I'm paraphrasing now, slew the Midianites. Now, if Gideon wouldn't have went back to the land and to the camp where his land was, even though the enemy was there, he would have never heard the enemy talking about this. Listen to me. God told him to get around it. God told him to move in. He would have never heard the enemy say this. 
Listen to me. The enemy is talking about you. Hallelujah. And the enemy ain't talking slander on your name. The enemy is saying, brother, if Brother Dylan just goes down there and prays this Sunday morning, oh God, I saw in a vision that the Holy Ghost was going to fill him with oil. And this depression I've been putting on him is going to break off of his life. Hallelujah. The enemy knows there's breakthrough waiting on you. Hallelujah. The enemy is talking and he's saying, if they come to that altar we're done for intervene means to step in and alter the results of a current process if they come and intervene the results of us having this land is going to be altered old Gideon heard that and he said let's get it Listen to me. Some of you needed this word today. If this word wasn't for you today, I'm sorry. Amen. But I believe everybody needs to hear that the Lord can intervene. I believe everybody needs to hear that you need to lay the pride to the side and come and get more life. Amen. I believe everybody needs to hear that you can't live this life on your own. If you want life and life more abundantly, you must go through the door. Amen. If you want to see heaven, you must go through the door. Listen to me. I used to have all the Camaros. I used to have the pounds of marijuana. Amen. I used to have money on money on money, but I was just as empty as you could be because the flesh may be full but the soul starts to starve but I know a man named Jesus as he said at the table he said this is my body eat of me and you shall never hunger he said this is my blood drink of it and you shall thirst no more listen to me the table's down here this morning you want some bread it's all you can eat baby you want some blood it's all you can drink. We in a buffet. Get all of it. Amen. Uh, chins ain't got nothing on this, honey. Hallelujah. And after I eat of this buffet, baby, we're going to chins today. And I'm going to go eat as much fried rice as I want. But before I go get some fried rice, I'm going to get full of the Holy Ghost. I need an intervention. My wife, 32 weeks pregnant. Jesus, I need an intervention. When my child comes out, I don't want him to come out normal. I don't want him. I ain't saying I want him to come out with effects. No, I want him to come out called. I want him to come out with a purpose. They say you're born into sin. Hallelujah. Well, I say he may be born into sin, but he ain't coming in with sin. When he has the chance, he's going to say, Daddy, I want to get baptized. Daddy. I want to preach. Daddy, I want to proclaim the word of the Lord. Listen to me, daddies. Listen to me, mamas. You set the tone. You set the tone for your whole family. You may be a single parent. Set the tone. You may be a, lo- a, a, a wife with a lost husband. <laughs> Set the tone. You may be a husband with a lost wife. 
set the tone. When you set the tone and you say, just as Joshua said, Joshua said, listen here, the promised land is over there, and I ain't staying right here. Listen to me, daddies. The promised land is over there. And it's about time you look at the devil and you say, devil, I ain't staying right here. My family ain't leaving me and I ain't leaving my family. I'm going to pick my family up if that's what it takes. If I got to carry Johnny over here and if I got to carry my wife over here, I'm going to go across the river with my arms full and I'm going to take my family to the promised land. If you a wife and your husband's lost, by God, grab him by his ear and say, boy, I don't care. You're coming with us today, amen. And I believe in the river, he's going to get baptized and the Lord will move on him and he'll start to lead your family. The Bible says that a wife that's praying can save a lost husband. Did you know that? A wife that's praying can save a lost husband. A mama that's praying can save a lost child because there's intervention. Look real quick. I'm about to close. I want to give you some moments in the Bible as Jesus intervened. In the Bible, there was a man with a limp hand within the temple. Jesus went into the temple, and the Pharisees saying, what are you doing in here? You cannot do this in here. Ha, this is my favorite story of them all. Jesus looked at that man, and he said, stretch forth thine hand. Look at me. The Lord is telling you to stretch your hand forth today. Some of you are going to get breakthrough in this house today. All you got to do is come to the table and eat of the bread. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to introduce you to the greatest man of them all. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to introduce you to a man that's never lost a battle. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to introduce you to a man that at his name, every devil trembles and the ground of hell begins to shake. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to introduce you to the Hall of Fame of the Hall of Fame. He died, and on the third day, he rose from the grave. Hallelujah. And when he rose, he didn't take off right away. He went and found his followers, and he said, look a here, look a here. They tried to kill me but here I am and listen I'm leaving but there's coming another after me he will comfort you he will keep you he will fill you and he will bring remembrance unto you of all things that I have said and he shall be called the Holy Ghost And stretched his hand forth and Jesus intervened. There was a woman at the well. She's been divorced five times. She came to the well and Jesus intervened. There was a thief on the cross who was headed for hell. He said, Lord, remember me in paradise. And Jesus intervened. There was a drug addict uh, that didn't have no hope that's holding the microphone this morning. Jesus intervened. There's a man on the front row that had cancer and was supposed to die, but Jesus intervened. 
there was marriages in this church uh, that wasn't supposed to last and Jesus intervened our first lady was sick uh, in a hospital hallelujah wasn't supposed to make it but Jesus intervened intervention I hear the Lord saying I am the door to intervention. Worship team, please come. I am the door to intervention. Walk through that door and find pasture in which you can lay down and rest. Psalms 23. Listen, this is what the Holy Spirit told me last night. He said, for not only am I the door, but I am also the shepherd. And the shepherd, which is good, gives his life for his sheep. The Lord gave his life for your intervention. Stand to your feet. The Lord gave his life for your intervention. In your life, you do not need worldly satisfactions. Stay with me now. Because some of you, today is the day that you need intervention. There's a mama in the house. Your child needs intervention. There's a daddy in the house. You're ready to lead your family. And you want to see. Listen to me. If you want to see. Do the best thing you can do as a father. Give your life to Jesus. And show your wife and your kids. How to give their life to Jesus. Play a little bit for me. Listen to me. I heard the Lord say this. In your life. You do not need worldly satisfactions. You do not need pills or addictions. You do not need that drink or that video. You do not need marriage canceling. You don't need to take a break. My friend, what you need this morning is an encounter with intervention. What you need today is to take a seat at the table. Some of you have went far from Jesus. But I hear the Lord saying today, there's a seat at the table for you. Some of you are lost. But I hear the Lord saying, come home. Listen to me. I want you to ask yourself this question. Do I need intervention? Ask yourself that question. Do I need intervention? Now I want you to look at the person beside you. And I want you to say, do you need intervention?